kicking it with you on a Wednesday. Hottest show on the streets. Bringing you your Alabama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Coming here to you a little bit later than usual. I attended the Nick Saban press conference in Tuscaloosa. Coach Saban uh, giving us more details about the first scrimmage. What he looks to expect in the second scrimmage. Trying to have guys play winning football, eliminate the mental errors, the mental errors, the penalties, the mistakes, you know, get guys on the right foot. He had a lot of things to share about, you know, ha-ha Clinton Dix and uh, Ken Wisenhunt and how great these two guys have been uh, and the support staff, developmental roles as coaches. So a lot of good things coming from today's presser from Coach Saban. But as always, we bring you the show in the magic city of Birmingham, streaming this to you via YouTube. And speaking of a channel, you know what time it is. You hit that subscribe button right now. Tap that subscribe button. Get every friend, every family member, diehard Bama fan, casual Bama fan, consumer of Crimson Tide Football too. Subscribe as well. Share the show. Hit the like button. Smash the like button. Let's get this thing 50 likes out the gate. Starting the show. Appreciate that thumbs up there. Support coming from you guys. The Daily Super Chat Go $100. Daily Super Chat Go 100 bucks right there. We appreciate you. Also, don't forget to hit that notification bell so that way you miss nothing when it comes down to your Crimson Tide football. But a lot to dive into, and uh, we want to hear from you guys, the Alabama Nation. You can do this by calling 205 448 1358. Number to let your voice be made known on the show 205 448 1358. One more time 205. 205- 448-1358. Got my man John Ivory here in the production studio. And so, John, let's get this thing popping right here because, uh, I mean, uh, we're in the offseason. That means offseason chatter, offseason conversation, offseason talk. And for the University of Georgia program, Georgia fans, Georgia alums, uh, Georgia media, there's a lot of talk, conversation, chatter going on at Georgia. And the chatter is Bulldogs, the new standard in college football. Kirby Smart has surpassed Nick Saban as the best coach in college football, and it ain't even close. That's the conversation happening right now. And for me, and I understand people are saying, you know, Georgia, the new gold standard, Georgia, the new measuring stick in the league in today's sport. I'll start by saying this. Kirby Smart has earned everything he has gotten. Absolutely. Two-time defending national champion. He deserves that. Earned it. Got it fair and square. Absolutely. Uh, Georgia, two-time defending national champions as a program. Earned it. Got it. Hey, they deserve that. Taking nothing away from them from that end, from that regard. But but here's my thought. I, I will say... Georgia is the new big bad challenger in terms of giving Alabama that competition every single year. I will say that. That is 100% accurate. But to say Georgia is the standard of today, to say Georgia is the standard of college football now, to be the standard, don't you have to win more than one time in the head-to-head against the team of the individual that you're taking the standard from i mean that's just me 
I mean, to, to achieve the standard, to be that guy now, don't you have to defeat the person that was the guy several times or at least more than once? I mean, that's how I feel because, I mean, Kirby Smart is one and four against Coach Saban, head to head, one and four. I mean, lost in the 2017 or 2018 National Championship game off the 17 season. Lost in the 2018 SEC Championship game. Lost in the 2020 regular season game when Mac Jones put 41 points on his head. And then lost in the 2021 SEC Championship game. Yes, finally came through and won in the 2022 National Championship game off the 2021 season. But even with that, I mean, uh, Jamison Williams got hurt in that game. If there's no injury to Jamison Williams, that game could have gone 100% differently. And I know a lot of people look at the final score of that game. They go 33-18, to 18, George, but that game wasn't a blowout. There were two instances in that game where Alabama had the lead at halftime. Bama was up 9-6. to six. In the fourth quarter, Bama was up 18-13. And then when when Bryce Young had the ball on ass driving down the field, Kirby Smart was holding his breath for dear life, wondering, God, Nines got the ball one more time. You know how magical that kid is? You know, unfortunately there, Bryce threw the interception, and Kirby Smart had a breath of fresh air there. If Kirby Smart loses that game, you have a lot of anxiety in Georgia because people are going, well, how long, Kirby, is it going to take you to beat this guy? Kirby's only won once. He's only won once and four times against Coach Saban. Coach Saban is four and one against Kirby Smart. So before we start throwing this new standard talk around, you got to win more than one time against Coach Saban. And then on top of that, on top of that also, think of this. If you are the standard in college football, that would also mean you have a, you, you have a stranglehold, a vice grip, if you will on your state in recruiting. If Georgia's the standard, why is Justice Haynes the number one running back in the 2022 recruiting cycle, or 2023 recruiting cycle, excuse me, uh, the Georgia legacy right there out of Buford High School in Georgia, his father, Vernon Haynes, who played uh, for the for the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, so why, if, if you're the standard, right, why is the son of a Georgia legend not in Georgia? He's at Tuscaloosa. Why is that? Uh, if you're the standard, why is Caleb Downs the number one safety in this 2023 class from Mill Creek High School right there in Georgia, right there in your backyard? Why is he in Tuscaloosa? If Georgia's the standard, why is Caleb Downs in Tuscaloosa? Um, if you're the standard, why is Dylan Larnigan? who played quarterback at Brookwood High School in Georgia, four-star. Why is he in Tuscaloosa, not Georgia? If Georgia's the standard, then why did this offensive lineman, Mason Short, who's from Georgia, just recently commit to the Crimson Tide? If you are the standard, right, then why are these kids in your state not committing to you? That's just all I'm going to say. If you are the standard then you hold the vice grip of your state. That's all I'm saying. Kirby Smart, outstanding coach, not taking that away from him. Kirby Smart, outstanding recruiter, not taking it away from him. 
Kirby Smart, two-time defending national champion. Not taking it away from him. But before we start throwing the word standard around, you got to beat Nick Saban more than one time. Now, if Alabama and Georgia face off in an SEC championship this upcoming season and Georgia gets the win, we can talk about it there. If Alabama and Georgia face off in a national championship game this time around and Kirby gets the victory, we can talk about it then. But right now, he's only won one time against Coach Saban. Only one. Only one. So we can't throw the word standard around for only one. I'm going to say this. Probably the worst thing that's happened to Georgia is when you had David Pollock, Georgia alum, right there on the platform with Coach Saban at the national championship game this past year. And Pollock basically says, look, son, you ain't the king no more. It's Kirby and Georgia now. And Kirby side-eyes David Pollock. Since that moment, Saban has let go of two coordinators before their contracts were even up, brought in two new guys that have infused energy, that have infused toughness, that have, refused, that have infused a lot. Saban has brought in... Other names to this coaching staff that are bringing in energy, tough, toughness, discipline, focus since the David Pollock statement. Nick Saban has also brought in a ton of guys in this freshman class that are dogs and they are ready to get after it and play. So this is going to be very interesting. I want to see Alabama-Georgia SEC championship, Alabama-Georgia national championship to really – Set this thing, you know, once and for all here because uh, the Georgia people talking. We are the standard. Like, with Kirby surpassed Saban. Kirby's one and four against Saban. Saban is four and one against Kirby. So we, we will see. Moving forward, we shall see. So this season, going to be a good one. Something for the Alabama Nation to chew on. But uh, I know one thing about Coach Saban. He has not let three years in a row go by without having that national championship in Tuscaloosa. That track record is good right now. And he intends to keep that track record as is. But we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that down. We're just getting started. Upon our return, we go on the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your conversations. We get to a dialogue with you, the Bama fans, right after this. I'm Malachi Moore, and you're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama YouTube channel. Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small-dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com slash Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. 
They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. And we are back rocking and rolling to the action here, folks, from the break. Hottest show on the streets. We're talking your Alabama Crimson Tide. In my own words, your truly Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Got the man John Ivory in the production studio. Continue hitting that like button. Hit, give us a thumbs up, tapping the like button right there. Hitting that subscribe button as well. Make this your place to talk Tide football Daily Super Chat Go, $100. Daily Super Chat Go. Phone lines open, 205-448-1358. Number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. As you guys are getting your thoughts together, going back, John, to the Saban presser on today. Now, Saban highlighted a few things. Didn't talk a whole lot, but... One of the things he highlighted was Elijah Pritchett, redshirt freshman offensive lineman who's pushing for a starting job at that left tackle position. So, uh, you know, Pritchett at 6'7", over 300 pounds, a guy that's got a lot of potential, got very, very big upside. What Coach Saban wants from him is just to continue to grow in terms of sustaining at the attack point with his blocks and also, you know, not have those small penalties, though the offsides penalties or the false start penalties or just, just just the penalties that frustrate you, so to speak. So, you know, Pritchett being able to sustain at the point of attack and just not having those pre-snap penalties, those pre-snap fouls there, the main thing that Saban kind of working with him more so on. But he's made progress, making a lot of progress trying to be a starter at that left tackle position. But we got a call in queue here. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? Uh, yeah, this is uh, Sean Williams from Montgomery, Alabama. Sean, what's happening? Not much, man. I'd just like to say this. Hey, man, these Georgia fans, y'all gonna don't end up like Clemson now. I, I, I just want to start off with that. You know what I'm saying? I remember when they were saying, you know, when Dabble beat Saban the second time. I remember Saban beat him the first time, but the second time they played and uh, Dabble had beat Saban, they are saying, oh, you know, uh, Clemson's the new standard. And, you know, they dethroned Saban and all this and that. And, honestly, Dabo will have more to say than Kirby because, I mean, at least Dabo beat Saban twice. You know, he beat him with Deshaun the second time, and then he beat him with a a freshman. So, if anything, I would say, you know, that Dabo will have more to say to that. You know what I'm saying? As far as, like, head-to-head. Um but, of course, you know, Georgia had that old quarterback. This dude had a wife and kids at home, man. This dude about 24, 25 years old. Pretty much everybody out there. And he was a, a good little system quarterback, you know what I'm saying? He he produced, you know, he, you know what I'm saying? He did what he had to do. But, man, I mean, we're going to see what Kirby can do, like when you were saying earlier, when, they, when he starts losing coaches. And when he doesn't have that – system quarterback that's been in there for four years and got kids at home and 25 years old, what you going to do with that freshman when he starts messing up? Because remember when 
when uh, Stetson Bennett first started playing, when he was like the age he was supposed to be, he was struggling a lot. You know what I'm saying? He was struggling a lot against Bama. Um, so I don't understand all this talk, but, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I'll say, I'll say this, Sean, and the big thing here with George is going to be ha- no, no longer having Todd Munkin as the offensive coordinator. Todd Munkin is now in the NFL with the Baltimore Ravens, and losing him, uh, that's going to hurt the offense there at Georgia because he brought creativity, he brought balance, he brought physicality. So that's going to be intriguing to see. What does Mike Bobo do over there? I know a lot of Georgia fans don't really necessarily like Mike Bobo, don't understand why he was brought back. So losing Todd Munkin and bringing back Mike Bobo, that, that, that's the question I want to see. We well, appreciate my man, Sean, for my government for that call. Got to shout out Katera1983 with that $10 donation. Katera1983. Helping us out with that $10 donation. Showing us the love there to the show and uh, just getting back to the Saban uh, Saban Presser Uh, he spoke with Elijah Pritchett he spoke on uh, the inside linebacker position and the importance of whoever grabs his middle linebacker job the communication the ability to uh, uh, play at the point of attack shoot through gaps make plays sideline quickness uh, all of those things right now you're looking at Tresman Marshall and Kendrick Blackshire battling for that uh, middle linebacker, that inside backer uh, spot right there. Once again, Saban didn't speak too, too much tonight, but touched on you know, a couple of things. Uh, well, what's interesting here, to guys, is Bryce Young had his second of his top 30 visits here uh, in terms of his NFL draft process. Former Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, he visited the Houston Texans today. Got a chance to be with head coach D'Amico Ryans, who listed uh, him as outstanding as a quarterback I don't see Carolina allowing Bryce to get to number two to Houston I just don't see it as much as it would be cool for D'Amico to have Bryce Young and it would be it really would be but with the, the Panthers you got Frank Reich offensive minded coach you've got Carolina who's got the pieces sort of already set up for Bryce to come in as a rookie and dominate the NFC South year one and moving forward in that division. I just don't see Carolina whiffing on this and uh, allowing Houston at number two to grab a hold of Bryce Young. But Bryce did meet with the Houston Texans today. I'm pretty sure that meeting went very well. They discussed, you know, some install offense. They had some defenses put up there on the board to see how Bryce would attack this defense, that defense. So pretty sure that D'Amico Rans had a great time uh, picking Bryce's brain there. But we take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Steve, what up with you, man? This is Jay from Florence. Jay, what's up, brother? Man, okay. Bama family, Bama family. Why are we so worried about Georgia, man? Like, I understand they won, you know, back to back. But, man, I, I'm so proud of them, Steve. I swear I feel like I'm I'm, I'm happy with my little brother. I'm the oldest seven. So, so yeah, you, when your little brother beats you or something, you'll be happy. Like, okay, big dog, I see you. You know what I'm saying? You ain't no joke no more. I can't just bully you smack you around like I want to. You won this fight. Okay, brother. 
Oh man, oh that's how we need to look at them, the little puppet over there. Uh, I, I feel, but how I mean, you feel I, about? I, I mean, I mean, Jay, I, I agree. I mean, every, every dog has his day, right? Every dog has his day. So uh, you know, in, in the in the in the national championship game between Alabama and Georgia, Kirby had his day. Kirby had his day. So uh, you, you look at this time around here. Coach Sabe has a chance to look at that and go, okay, what do I have to do to get myself where I need to be at? And Coach Sabe has been doing that all offseason. You let go of Bill O'Brien. You let go of Pete Golding. You brought in two coordinators who are the real deal. You get former players back into the program like Ha-Ha Clinton Dix. You bring in a number one recruiting class. My goodness, in your quarterback race right now, both of your quarterbacks look good. So right now, Saban has been doing the things to – to get him back, you know, trying to hold that trophy. And in the press conferences, Steve, he looked a little, a little, a little, a little, a little, a little spiffy or something, a little young up there. Like he just, oh, to now, me, now, now, you know, now, he, he looked like he cool. Now, now, I, I, I've, I've gotten asked this question, Jay, in terms of Saban's hair. Somebody asked me, did Saban dye his hair brown? Because I remember in one press conference, that brother hair was brown. I'm like, Saban going with hair gel, hair dye? Like, he tried to go back to like he was 56 or 57 years old, ain't he? Well, well I, I can't talk about half Steve. I got a bald head, man. I, it's all right, I, man. My roof was, man. My roof was going a little bit. I had to go, go and cut it all off, Steve. I couldn't be walking around with half a roof. <laughs> can't do it, man. Just, just, just yeah, can't man. do it. Nah, I couldn't do that with Steve, but yeah, man, it's gonna all start up front, and, and, and I feel like I'm I'm, I'm happy because he because I, I say he looked energized because like I've been telling y'all, man, this season he set us up for the decade, man. This the one. This the season for the rest of the decade. This might be his last contract. So these last three, four, five, six, seven years, however long he here, I, I really feel like that man finna be on some crazy. Kind of what Georgia did to TCU. You know, they 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 sent the real message to the college football world with a beating like they beat them. With the second strings coming in and the third strings, they coming in putting up 28 points they sell. You know what I mean? That that was a message to the college football world that we here. Yeah. You know, as a Bama fan now, yeah, we need to look at that and just Oh, okay, little brother. I see you. You know what I'm saying? Finally, you didn't get, you ain't at the top because I'm at the top. But I can reach down and give you a hug now instead of you, you know what I'm saying, I got to come down to your level. Now you almost up here with me. But, hey, Steve, man, it, it starts up front. We got to run that ball, which it sounds like Tommy Reese still going to do. The offensive line talk about they want to be nasty. That, that's all That's all I've been wanting to hear. It, it, it's some big people talk about doing big people things and moving folks around. But roll time, man, I love y'all, man. Appreciate Jay from Florence always offering a fresh perspective here on the show. We're going to go to a break here, folks. Don't touch that dial, though. When we get back, we dive into, you know, Alabama's defensive secondary and primarily Malachi Moore. How all of this shaped out? So many great moving pieces. We'll talk about it after this. Touchdown. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! We're back into the action here, folks, from the break here. How to show on the streets here, talking your Crimson Tide football news, in my own words, yours truly. Stephen Smith here of TDA. Got my man John Ivory in the production studio. John, I, I know this is probably the second time I'm going to do this, but I enjoy doing this, man. Gotta, gotta love the wives, man. My wife Mia at home continuing to provide entertainment to me in regards to the show via text message. So appreciate you, babe, back there at home, keeping a smile here on my face as I'm laughing right here in the studio. But as we are getting to the second topic, of conversation, John. We look at the Alabama secondary and a a group of moving pieces, moving parts here, if you will. This is a very deep group, a very versatile unit, a unit where if everybody falls into place, this could be a scary group. Scary as in no fly zone. Back when you had Mel Tucker coaching this group and Derek Ansley coaching this group 2015 to 2017. So if everything falls into place, that's what, that's what I'm saying. And uh, I remember today I was having a conversation with uh, Justin Woodall, 2009 BCS national champion, former Alabama safety. He's a trainer here in the Birmingham area. He he works with the entire Alabama secondary at this point. He's got Malachi Moore. He's got Kool-Aid McKinstry. He's got Terrion Arnold. He's got uh, Kang of Downs. He's got quite a few guys that he, that he trains. And uh, we were going to have Woodall on tonight's show, but he had a, a little baseball training going on. So we'll try to get him in as soon as we possibly can. But I was talking to Woodall about where do you see Malachi in Alabama secondary? Could he be at safety this upcoming season? We saw his senior year at Hewitt Trustful High School under Coach Josh Floyd. He played safety there. And he came to Alabama in 2020 as one of the nation's top safety prospects as an in-state kid. And uh, we saw him start as a freshman in that nickel package, did a lot of big things, uh, was destined for stardom after 2020, especially, you know, 44 tackles, four of those for loss, six pass breakups, three interceptions, fumble recovery for a touchdown. But, you know, injuries kind of played a role in there. And, uh, you know, he hasn't had – the success from his freshman year, but you know, that success could come back this upcoming season. But according to what all this was what you know I was told. He, he was talking about how it all depends on who ends up at that star position for uh, the Crimson Tide. Who can Nick Saban trust to play in that star, that nickel role, as that nickel corner? And Coach Saban mentioned to me and answered my question in the press conference. What Alabama looks for in a nickel corner, they look for a guy that's an instinct blitzer, can come off the edge, can blitz, can attack the quarterback, hit the quarterback with that pressure. 
They look for a guy that can cover, that's got range, that can run. They look for a guy that can fight off people, run downhill, make tackles and run support. And Mika Fitzpatrick played in that role, excelled in that role. Brian Branch played in that role the last few, couple of years, excelled in that role. Uh, you look at Malachi Moore played in that role in 2020, prior to getting hurt, excelled in that role. Sh uh, Shaheem Carter played in that role, was very underrated in that role. He did a pretty good job, if I do say so myself. So that's what Saban and Alabama looks for in that nickel role. Now, the question becomes, if Earl does Earl Little II take that role at star? According to Coach Saban, he worked there in the first scrimmage. If Earl Little II, whose dad played uh, nine years in the NFL, high school coach Patrick Sertan Sr. played 11 seasons pro ball, if Earl Little takes that nickel role, then that would put Malachi at free safety. If Malachi is at free safety, the communication on the back of that defense is going to be something nice. If Earl Little plays star, and you have a defensive secondary of Kool-Aid and Terrion at both corners, Earl Little star, Malachi free safety, King of Down strong safety, and that's just nickel. And dime, you're throwing Christian Story as your dime backer. That's going to be a very good secondary to look at. That's going to be a very good secondary to watch. So uh, we're going to keep our eyes here, John, on that star position throughout spring ball, throughout summer workouts, fall camp. Who takes that? Because if Earl Little takes it and you move Malachi to free safety, if Malachi regains that swagger from his freshman season, this could be no-fly zone, the return. It, it really could. Because uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry showed his last, last year, 15 pass breakups. He made a big jump between his freshman to his sophomore year. This past season, Terrion Arnold was thrown out there to the fire. He had never played solely corner before, was put out there, had, did some good things. 45 tackles, eight pass breakups, had an interception, uh, freshman All-American, freshman All-SEC. He did some good things. And he's growing even more at that position under the leadership of Travaris Robinson. So uh, if you get Earl Little at star and you put Malachi at that free safety with the experience he does have on the back end, this could be a very fun secondary to look at and watch. But we take another break right here, folks. Don't touch that dial. When we get back here, we return to those phone well we do not return to the phone lines when we get back we're going to get into the quarterback conversation we wrap things up quarterback battle quarterback conversation where are we standing right now as we continue through spring practice we'll talk quarterbacks after this Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly. Touchdown Alabama Magazine, don't touch that dial. 
Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, folks, we are rocking and rolling right with you from the break to the action. Hottest show on the streets talking Bama football news in my own words, George truly. Stephen Smith here of TDA. We got 104 people in the chat, but we're 40 likes away from 100, so tap the like button. Continue to hit the like button, smash the like button here. 40 likes away from 100. Continue making this your show. We're talking Alabama football, but right now, John, we wrap this up with the quarterback conversation, race, battle, competition, whatever you want to call it. Coach Saban mentioned both guys, Ty Simpson, Jalen Milrow, both did well in the first scrimmage. Both made some big throws. Both made some big plays. Saban mentioned it today. Both had some big moments. And both had some moments where they can grow from and they can, can learn from. Now, of course, right now, we have not seen any one of the two just absolutely separate from each other just yet. And, uh, the reason why uh, it goes to uh, Tommy Reese is doing a great job. Tommy Reese is doing a great job of literally teaching, uh, molding, uh, developing, showing both of these two guys. And Dylan Arnigan and Eli hosting too, the entire system and working the entire system. So that way, when one of these two guys between Milro and Simpson are ready to cut away and separate away, Whoever wins this, they're going to be the real deal at quarterback because of the teaching, the nurturing that you're getting from Tommy Reese. Now, Reese is going to stay on your tail, and Reese is going to get on to you, but at the same time, he is literally showing you to play, how to play this position here at quarterback. So it, it goes back to the job that, that Tommy Reese you know, is doing. And in terms of Coach Saban, you know, Coach Saban is enjoying the process, the progress that both of these young men, you know, have made. Now, could a quarterback, could one of these two separate themselves in the A-Day game? It could happen. It could happen. We did see it. 2009, Greg McElroy was like, hey, I'm way better than Star Jack. Way, and, and, and Greg just completely separated himself in the spring game. Now, does this happen again between these two? It could. If we have a situation where Jalen Milrow just goes out there, falls out, and we're all like, oh, my word, he, he's it. We could have a moment where Ty Simpson just goes out there and just balls out and just have us go, okay, he's it. Could it happen? It could. But just how competitive these two guys are, 
and how both guys have been taken to the tutelage of Tommy Reese, I could, I could more so see this. This one may go through fall camp. This one may literally go through fall camp. It, it may take the first scrimmage of fall camp to really kind of say, okay, here's the guy right here. Because the, the, these two the, these two are neck and neck. Ty's not giving an inch. Milrow's not giving an inch. These two are neck and neck. I mean, they, they, are, they are scrapping. These two are scrapping. You're seeing big throws from Jalen. You're seeing big throws from Ty. You're seeing improvement from Milrow. You're seeing tight spiral from Ty. When you talk to players and player interviews about, and you pick, you talk to a player about, hey, how's Milrow looking to practice? The player quickly goes, both of these guys are doing great. Both of them are lights out. Both of them are put on a show. You go to a player, hey, hey, player X, so how, how is Ty Simpson looking specifically? That particular player, man, they, they, they both are like rock stars. So the, the coaching staff ain't, ain't giving you nothing much. The players are pushing up both guys. So that, that tells you this competition is real deal. Tommy Reese really coaching, really teaching, really developing. Both of these quarterbacks are out there giving it their all. So could somebody separate in the A-Day game? Could. It'd be nice if that were to happen, but realistically, I see the first scrimmage of fall camp, preseason camp being the one where we may see one of these two separate from the other. But, but, but this is good where you have two guys pushing each other, two guys competing with each other, two guys not giving up an inch. They're both getting each other's best. So whoever comes out of this thing, is going to be bona fide, real deal, ready to carry Alabama to the college football playoff and you know, potentially you know, that national championship. But as always, people, you want the best here in news, notes, information, coverage here, entertainment as far as your Alabama football is concerned. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama magazine app. Now, you download the app from the iPhone app store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone for your audio needs. We got you covered here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered right there. Good and gracious Lord sees fit. I'll try to be back on Friday. Continuing the conversation that is Bama football. Remember, Tide fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown. Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. Uh, that link found in the description. We're trying to get your hands on the fresh edition, print edition of TDA the Magazine. This is what you do. You go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join. Become a member and or a subscriber today. That link in the description as well. Gotta show some love to you, the Alabama fans, for all the calls, super chats, conversations, dialogue we've had. You making this your show, your spot here to talk. Bama football. Gotta shout out my man John Avery in the production studio handling that business. And gotta shout out baby girl back home, my daughter Mariah, watching this with my Mariah. Appreciate you, baby, as always. And folks, until next time, husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. Get that schoolwork done also. Get yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. 
Till next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and you've been listening to my own words.